0: This is Building Matters, a BG Building Works podcast covering news and topics in the architecture, engineering, and construction industry. Welcome to Building Matters. I'm your host Eric Rubottom, and uh, well, this is uh, this is episode one of our podcast here. Um, trying out a new little thing here. Uh, Going to put out some information for everybody in uh, podcast format. You see a lot of blogs out there, a lot of uh, LinkedIn entries, and that kind of stuff. And thought, hey, this is a uh, this is a way that we can uh, go talk to uh, our clients, our our audience out there in the AEC industry, and. Uh, uh, get some valuable information uh, out there for them uh, in, a, uh, in a in a little bit different format. So with that said, here goes nothing, uh, episode one. Um, to start us off here, I, th- I figured it would uh, be best to bring in uh, our first guest being Dan Kelliker, uh president and one of the principals at BG Building Works. Dan's been with the company for uh, his entire career, 24 years now at BG. Um, he's a mechanical engineer and uh, leads uh, uh, leads from a business development perspective our uh, our homes Group uh, as well as a number of other uh, number of other key functions. Uh, Dan, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Eric. It's great to be here. All right. Um, well, let's just jump right into it. Um, so. Uh, Obvious question, I think, we're doing something a little bit different here, being a, a building consulting firm, starting a podcast. What's your general reaction to a building systems consulting company developing a podcast? A little, a little out there. Sure.
1: Um, you know, the, Eric, the first thing that, uh, that, that comes to mind, um, that a lot of the industry podcasts that I have seen, at least, uh, tend to be pretty heavily populated for um, the more conventional industry leadership roles, architects, developers, general contractors, those, those sorts. Um, and while it's certainly kind of natural to look to those uh, conventional leadership roles uh, to help provide some thought leadership and, and vision towards the future, uh, I guess my hope for this podcast as uh, building consultants that we can further shape, bring a little different perspective uh, to that overall industry, leadership from again from just a little different view from within the industry um on my mind here as i'm you know as i'm saying my first few words on my very first uh, uh pod podcast here that i participated in you know engineers tend to be pretty quiet and maybe a maybe a calculating bunch um and podcasts aren't necessarily their thing on the whole or our thing on the, on the whole uh, but as a population, I, I think we actually have a lot to say that's important. Uh, particularly with uh, with the you know the the title of this podcast, building matters. Um, I think uh, I, I think it's actually really important that engineers get a bigger voice and have a little more influence, a little more impact on the industry uh, to, help, uh, to help kind of drive some sustainable innovation and, and evolution uh, to some of the the real new challenges that we're facing. Today, so that's that's my you know, my initial thought there. That uh, I'm hoping that that bring a little different perspective to the industry, and maybe stir the pot in a in a helpful way. Um, so I think uh, I think uh, you know some of the challenges in front of us are going to take some creative th- thinking from uh, from new perspectives, uh, and I'm I'm hopeful that we can have some impact there. Just bring a little more color, a little more shape uh, to the industry and some of the problems that we're facing out there
0: yeah but we're just uh we're, we're just a bunch of mechanical engineers right you know we we go in we can we can we can design mechanical systems hvac systems for a building um you know with some some firms out there are a little more, bit more full service and talk about electrical or technology systems or uh acoustics or lighting or whatever it might be i mean kind of the tail wagging the dog a little bit to a little bit isn't it
1: well, I, I guess in response to that, um, you know, as you mentioned, uh, BG Building Works uh, more than just mechanical engineering, which is my em- emphasis, electrical, plumbing, lighting, technology systems, acoustics, etc. Uh, really, all those all those systems within a building that really create the internal environment. They create the climate inside a building, uh, and inherently, they're also those that are that are consuming. Uh, the energy of a building as well. Uh, so I think with again with some of the problems that we're facing today, uh, not to wander into COVID here yet, but but uh, you know with the with COVID and the the uh, all of the the learning and, and parameters that we're learning around how that virus spreads, if coronavirus spreads, uh, the the internal climate in a building is taking on a whole different a whole different view. Than it has historically. It's no longer just about just about physical comfort, acoustic comfort, visual comfort, which is what we help create. Uh, but now it's about health, safety, comfort as well. Uh, and I think um, you know that's a that's an area uh, you know mentioned you generally mentioned challenges our industry is facing. Uh, there's certainly a, a whole a whole host of new challenges there uh, that uh, buildings are going to need to to wrestle with and come up with, uh, with you know, cost-effective, uh, sustainable s- solutions for relative to um, to the health safety with, within buildings. Um, and, uh, again, a lot more influence uh, into the future coming from the engineering profession than we have historically had in buildings. Um, and then some of the, the traditional things that we've been wrestling with for a long time, I mentioned that... A lot of the systems that that uh, we're involved with influencing are those that consume energy within a building, uh, and certainly uh, you know thoughts of cl- climate change and trying to trying to to uh, curb you know uh, bend bend that that curve of climate change. The built environment has a huge impact on that. Uh, so again, I from uh, obviously from a, coming from an engineering consulting mindset here view viewpoint, but uh, I think it's really important for Uh, the engineering community to have a little bigger influence, uh, and thought leadership in our industry.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, one of the other things that I'm, I'm hoping that we can uh, accomplish with this particular, uh, this podcast is, uh, is really start to branch outside of, uh, kind of those engineering or those technical topics and, and solutions and recommendations and, and information and that sort of thing. And, and really start to, uh, to take a look at other aspects in our industry as well. Um, we could take a look at, uh, you know, economic aspects of our industry, or let's talk about, uh, uh, about staffing and experience and that sort of thing. Um, you know, I think that one thing that no one really talks about in our industry is what it's like to be in our industry. Uh, and, uh, uh we've got multiple generations in our industry right now. If you look across, uh, uh across the entirety of the, uh, of the AEC industry, you've got you've got folks that are baby boomers uh, still uh, kind of in the twilights of their careers. Uh, you've got certainly the, the the core of your workforce is going to be your Gen Xers and your uh, your millennials at this point. Uh, millennials have always kind of been a punching a punching bag uh, up to this point, uh, but uh, whether you like it or not, they're 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 a, a significant core of the industry right now. Uh, and then you've got a lot of Gen Zers, the, uh, the the younger folks coming into this industry fresh out of school, um, and and you know exploring just what it's like to be in the industry at each one of those different stages and that sort of thing. So a lot of different topics there that I'm uh, I'm hoping we can eventually uh, get to and, and and provide some insight and some relevance on. Uh, but you did mention COVID, and it's really hard to uh, it, it's really hard to to avoid that topic right now, isn't it? Um, so Let's talk. Let's talk about that real quick. How has COVID and the associated economic impacts really kind of affected the construction industry at this point?
1: Uh, well, safe safe to say it's had a, a significant impact um, on uh, certainly certainly the economics of the industry. Um, you know the what uh, I think what what we're experiencing firsthand is is maybe. You know, sort of par for the course for the industry right now, uh, is that uh, you know projects that had momentum before COVID really hit have generally maintained that momentum and continued forward. Uh, but uh, you know, it's 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 a it's a difficult um, consideration right now to you know to invest in a new project uh, with with so you know with so little uh, or so you know, little certainty about what the future brings. Uh, and how uh, and how that uh, you know how what those impacts will will be over the long long term here um but uh, anyway from to your to your core question uh certainly a significant impact uh and uh at, w- with that impact there's you know, it also brings with it opportunity with within any any sort of change environment uh opportunity abounds um opportunity to solve new problems and I think as, uh, you know, again, as, as engineers, we are wired to not only find problems, but hopefully if we're really doing our jobs well to, to, to solve those problems. Uh, and, um, you know, and, and COVID is, is, is providing us plentiful opportunities for that. I'm sure we'll, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get into that in a little more detail in further, further podcasts here um, with uh, those that are maybe a little more technically geared uh, but uh yeah problems abound uh, and as engineers, we need to really lean into those and and help help the our communities our country our you know the 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 world here solve solve those
0: sure and there's definitely some uh uh some entities out there that have uh that have certainly crafted uh you know finite uh solutions or finite recommendations when it comes to very specific building systems to help address COVID uh, and, and spreading the coronavirus and whatnot, um, and help help mitigate that uh, and and whatnot. But taking a step back at 30, 000, at the thirty thousand foot view, uh, you know, I, you and I are both on the same page that COVID has uh, has had a significant impact on the overall construction industry to this point. Uh, whether, it's, whether it's the quantity or direction of construction projects or processes that are involved specifically with construction, changing the design paradigm a little bit uh, to, uh, to accommodate remote work and you know, not having opportunities for all of us to get into the same room and, and really hash things out. It, from a 30,000 foot view at this point, how do you think a lot of those complications get resolved if they ever do at this point?
1: Wow, if I had the answers to those, Eric, I would probably um, not be sleeping much these these days, and, and really helping higher higher minds on a on a national scale kind of drive re- resolution there. Um, but uh, you know, I, I I think, you know, I guess the, the thing that comes to mind is uh, I think a, a lot of the, a lot of the 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 new issues—I say new in air quotes here—the new issues that COVID has created aren't necessarily on their face very new. Um, you know, we've always we, we've we've had concern on virus spread in the in the past, and a lot of the you know a lot of the uh, the national standards uh, for uh, for specialty buildings like labs and hospitals um, have addressed uh, you know virus spread can. Virus containment and best practices and minimizing spread for decades, really. Uh, I think the the real challenge that we're facing, uh, that we will face into the future here, is how do we how do we translate those specialty building practices into in, into general buildings? Um, how do we how can we do that to undergo that that really that transformation uh, of the building industry to um, to create uh, buildings that that have you know, that really address, um, you know, address that virus containment, that safety, that has been uh, front and center in, again, in hospitals and specialty lab environments for a long, long time. How do we translate those in a way that is, uh, that, that doesn't really change the user experience, it doesn't change the economics of, of, of creating and then operating a building over long-term? How can we really translate Um, you know, some of that old wisdom, conventional thinking into, into you know, everyday buildings. Um, I think that's really the, the going to be the uh, sort of the crux and the opportunity for uh, the engineering and architecture and and construction, even the operational uh, functions of our industry into the, into the near future here.
0: So let's, uh, let's talk about, let's talk about problems that aren't related to COVID for a second. Um, that's probably a welcome reprieve at this point, uh, take COVID out of the picture. Let's go back, you know, let, let's go back to to a year ago, last October, uh, and, and say before any of this happened, what do you think the biggest, uh, the biggest challenge was facing the construction industry at that point? And does that, does that challenge still exist today and we're trying to solve that on top of the uh the the, the very specific things regarding uh coronavirus
1: yeah that is a great question and i like i, I like that reframe of the context uh because we are uh, you know to get back let's go pre-covid i love that because we are um it's COVID is dominating just about every aspect of life r- right now uh from you know, from, from daily routines to the news we're consuming to certainly uh, just about every industry, it's, it's front of mind for both leaders and, and you know, staff and operators alike. Uh, so uh, I, I appreciate that. Let's that see if I can reset my mind and actually go back a year ago here. Um, but, uh, you know, the, boy, the industry, construction industry is facing so many challenges today um, and most of those were frankly present a, a year ago um, and if you know taking covid out of the picture uh, you know what what I you know what comes to my mind is I think um, with all those challenges the need for leadership good qualified leadership to help to help navigate through those challenges and I think um, you know taking it out of the big picture maybe and trying to Trying to boil it down on more of a brass tacks, um, digestible scale, uh, that bigger picture lasting industry that I think our, 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 our issue that our industry is facing today, uh, I think I'd boil it down to kind of the scarcity of true leadership, uh, or maybe said another way, the scarcity of accountable and qualified leadership. Um, you know, the, the design and construction process is inherently very complex. Uh, so many variables and and moving pieces and parts. Um, even on a smaller project scale, there's perhaps what a hundred people. Eric, on a on a you know even a, even a relatively small project, a hundred people have to come together in various roles to to create a new building. Um, and every one of those hundred people uh, has a unique role to fill, and they're you know everybody's coming from different backgrounds, uh, and and uh, most. Folks that you know bring a hundred people together on that next project, uh, it's a good chance most of them haven't worked together before, haven't necessarily worked together in that same arrangement, um, and the need to to really the, to to bring that group together, uh, to gain alignment and then to maintain that alignment um, for that unique coming together for the first time group uh, around that common goal of creating a great building is certainly a challenge. And I think, uh, you know, I think a key characteristic of good leadership is the ability to relate at least at a very basic level uh, to the challenges that you know, each of those team members are facing in their current role. Um, and uh, to, in order to, to really help um, help uh, keep that connection and maintain that, that, that relatability that drives that alignment towards that common goal. Um, you know, while buildings are, are all over the planet, um, there it, it, it takes a lot to it takes a lot to create them uh, I think that's probably an under an understatement uh, there's there's a there's you know they're again inherent, inherently complex and a lot of moving pieces and parts so that that and and I think in that scarcity of leadership that I referred to um, that uh, you know that 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 uh, uh, is 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 a is a real challenge in, 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 in helping bring that diverse group together around that common goal and really achieve uh, and make great and make great 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 buildings um, you know keeping in mind that i'm that i'm speaking from an engineering consultant view here uh, but one opportunity that i think is created by that that rarity or scarcity of accountable leadership and i'm going to pause right there because i'm realize that that uh, one thing i need to pause and say here is that uh, we're working on a number of projects right now. We have over the years that have fantastic leadership. Uh, those projects absolutely go better. Uh, they 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 tackle the challenges better because those challenges are you know are a given, um, and uh, you know the great leadership that can really uh, maintain alignment. You know, you and I were just recently talking about a great project leader, Eric, and and you and I are aligned there that. Uh, you know, what a difference in the project flow and the efficiency, the effectiveness um, that, that every project team member can, can, can have um, towards the success of that building when they've got great leadership. So I wanted to, wanted to pause and just acknowledge uh, this isn't every project. This is just increasingly common in my view, uh, that, that, uh, that true leadership is pretty rare. And again, from, a, from an engineering consultant standpoint, the opportunity that's created uh, when there's maybe not strong leadership or a lack of of a true leader, there's a lot of uh, I'd say project facilitators or coordinators these days, but not necessarily that leadership role that is, you know, that is that is truly dedicated uh, not only to the success of the project but keeping it from failing. I think that taking ownership of making sure uh, that it stays up off the carpet, so so to speak, uh, during during the hard you know the 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 hard times. Um, but the opportunity that creates for us as engineering consultants uh, is really an opportunity to kind of lead from the middle, uh, and uh, and and do everything that we can to influence to bring positive influence to the success of buildings. So while I think that is a you know a, a problem facing industry today, we're just you know, we need to be building better buildings, and the the single you know the the common element that I see in buildings that are just not as good as they could be. Is a lack of leadership, a lack of true leadership in projects. Um, so, so what you know, what we we can do, and others can can do, is really help step up and and try to influence that best success from from whatever middle position we're in, uh, and really help to lead from the middle, so to speak.
0: What do you think fosters that lack of leadership, or maybe uh, maybe a lower level of leadership, or that sort of thing?
1: Uh, good question. Um, for the number of contributors, I, I think uh, one, one aspect surely is that, that uh, I mentioned design and construction is inherently, inherently complex. And I think it's getting more complex. The specialty trades um, and the, the automation uh, and specialization and innovation that is happening so quickly uh, within every one of the specialty trades is really, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. Um, to be an expert, frankly, to keep your expertise in any one of those things, much less from a leadership role, have enough familiarity, enough understanding in every one of those to truly be able to relate and connect and lead, uh, to be able to anticipate what each of the sub-trades needs, whether that's in design or in construction, um, you know, to, to, as a leader, to, to really understand well enough uh, to keep that flow going, to be able to go out and and stay ahead of the information flow for that broad team, and make sure that uh, you know that that you're 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 keeping that pipeline of information flowing. Um, I, that's a that's a mind-boggling role uh, on uh, particularly on larger projects, but even on a smaller project t- today. Uh, so, in addition to that, really kind of functional role. Uh, the complexities of financing—you um, know, getting getting financing for uh, d- development-based buildings—the um, approvals process is ever more complex uh, in most juris- juris- jurisdictions. Um, uh, I was working. This is a little while ago, but I I, I had uh, I had sort of um, for different purpose. I had stacked up the codes. Uh, the building codes from uh, the mid '90s, when I started my my career, we still had a copy. Of, we still had copies of those. I, I, I stacked those in a pile, versus the set of the suite of uh, I think it was the 2015 international codes that we had just gotten, and the new codes just dwarf the old ones. Um, the amount of information and the, uh, the evolution that has driven, um, or the uh, you know all the the experience that has driven all the evolution of codes. Uh, and trying to stay on top of on top of those things, so the uh, the, the challenge of being enough of an expert in uh, you know in an ever increasing, um, increasingly specialized suite of, of services and disciplines and sub trades within the industry uh, to be able to really stay out in front of the information flow uh, on projects. Um, that's you know that that's the certainly a, a big 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 impact.
0: And then people wonder why buildings cost more.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and back to, you know, not to mention the, my comment of, of the, the challenge of getting financing today. Money's as cheap as it's ever been to get today. If you can find somebody to give it to you, um, lend it to you. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah, And as you mentioned, layered on top of that is the uh, you know, the increasing cost, the significantly increasing cost of buildings. Um, and I'd even put on top of that, the, uh, you know, this isn't necessarily the case today, but certainly it, it has been in the past few years. The, the, uh, the real challenges of a skilled labor force, um, I think, uh, you know, it's been my view or th- thinking about some of the, the trends over the last 25 years. I think it, it seems to me this may be a little harsh, a little judge, judgmental, but I think the, the value that, that historically has been placed on true craftsmanship, um, that value has seemingly been supplanted by, you know, automation and cost efficiency because costs are so, um, you know, increasing so quickly that craftsmanship uh, is is not nearly as valuable or as valued today. I think it's incredibly valuable. It's not as valued today uh, as cost efficiency is valued today. Uh, so taking the skilled, you know, real skilled craftsmen. Uh, Out of the out of the uh, out of the picture more and more, and replacing them with with frankly some unskilled labor because automation is allowing us to do that. Uh, I think that further increases the challenge of leadership, the challenge of of creating great projects today.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you you, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, as I was going through this in my head, the the first thing that jumped out at me, and I'm really glad you went into that the cerebral side of that and the the much more uh, uh intangible aspects of, uh, of, of issues in the in the construction industry the one that was tangible that we all saw in spades the summer of 2019 was labor shortage. Um, you know you, you you had more projects than could possibly get done. Uh, and that was putting a lot of uh, a lot of uh, people across the entirety of the the construction industry. Whether it was the physical construction of a building, or if it was design or permitting, you know, all of the support services that it takes to get a building done, um, material, you know, the production of materials in the background, everything like that. There was more work than could be done, and people were trying to do more than they were probably capable of uh, from a quality perspective. You brought up quality. Um, And you just had this the spot where, you know, cheaper and faster was all that people were looking for because they needed to get something done and they needed to get something done yesterday. Um, So it's uh, to me personally, I'm hoping this actually puts a little bit bit of a reset on that, Uh, the referring back to COVID and and kind of the uh, I will say the inherent outcome of that being a little bit of a slowdown in the construction industry. Um, and, and we can kind of recenter on doing really good work across the board and putting more value onto that craftsmanship and to paying attention to what we're doing, crossing the T's, dotting the I's, uh, and, and making sure that we've got products at the end of the day that that aren't that, that are actually going to be a solid product for the, the, the next 10, 15, 25 you know 30 50 years from a building perspective as opposed to i just need to get this this space open and occupiable so i can get people into it and make money um so i i loved, i, I love that you brought you you took took the conversation there because the yeah
1: i completely agree with you uh that uh that sort of favoring volume as opposed to favoring quality uh frankly because you know because the economy's spinning really fast or at least it was uh and and that uh you know that that really favors cranking things out quality is secondary and uh with the costs increasing i think you know, certainly what we saw was was divergent trajectories on quality versus cost um and uh th- you know, those divergent tra- trajectories were now that further and further and further separating uh, in a very unsustainable way. So while you know while uh, you know something had to give there, it's, it's unfortunate that that maybe some COVID related things have, you know have, are starting to or you may have may be able to reset that curve. It's unfortunate circumstances, but again that divergence between quality and 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 cost was not sustainable um, and needed to get reset somehow some way so maybe we're that that'll be a maybe that'll be a positive thing coming out of coming out of COVID here
0: yeah and just so we're clear i'm not advocating for going back to hand drafting with a t-square or uh you know on the, on the construction side of things uh you know not using you know common techniques like precast concrete and that kind of stuff and having to hand build every single thing out there i am not advocating that at all there's a lot of technology out there that helps us do us amazing things in the construction industry and really be able to speed things up. I'm just hoping that we can get back to a point where we don't feel like we're cutting corners in order to hit deadlines. And we're actually using that technology in a way that makes us better instead of just faster. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And I certainly know about you, you, you eat, breathe and sleep innovation uh, and technology. Um, And uh, yeah, finding, you know, finding, um, you know, True, true ways to, to harness that technology, but in a in a uh, in a more intentional way, uh, in a in a in a way that uh, kind of going back to that idea of flow that that still work within the natural flow of a project that that allows us to still achieve great quality in spite of it. Great.
0: All right, question out of left field here. This is gonna. I'm going to turn the steering wheel here a little bit. Um, so as I mentioned before, uh, you're the president of BG Building Works. Um, what are the things that you deal with relatively frequently as, as the president of a, co- a company in the construction industry that uh, your staff or, or our clients or that sort of thing may never, may never see from their point of view?
1: Boy, another another great question. You're asking some re- you have some really thought-provoking questions here. These are not gimmies. Uh, that's so, why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, you know, you'd think I'd, this would be a great op- opportunity for uh, you know for for me in my position to to kind of beat a drum that's rarely heard. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think of what what really uh, what staff and clients rarely see. Uh, that is, that is you know, we, we have such a strong team at BG at all levels and all functions of the company. Uh, I think it's one of our greatest strengths comes from our flexibility and our, adapt, our adaptability uh, as a result of the really strong teams. Um, and really to maintain this, I, I think that our, our teams really interact frequently. So we're, I think, uh, I think um, from, from one perspective, we are, I think our staff generally have a pretty good idea of what uh, of what their coworkers in different teams are dealing with, and I think that translates to me as well. You know, there's really not a lot that's happening behind the curtain, so to speak, at BEG. I think we're relatively transparent about things, uh, but I guess for me personally, uh, something that our team and our clients don't necessarily experience directly, um, uh, may, I would hope they experience it kind of indirectly, uh, is really that copious thinking about what's next for B, BG, you know, Eric, this is something you and I talk about a lot. Uh, so you you certainly see this about me, uh, but uh, really how that, uh, how that uh, you know, that what's next is really centered around uh, the evolution of our industry and really trying to identify and anticipate the problems of our clients, uh, as well as our, our staff and the company are gonna face tomorrow. And to, to really, you know, figure out what we can start doing about that today. Um, you know with that in mind a significant goal of bg is to really create an, an environment where uh, the, the fantastic folks in our teams continuously have the opportunity to i guess you'd say kind of reinvent their own careers over and over again within bg so um, you can have a number of careers you can construct a number of different jobs uh, for yourself within bg um and uh, i'm a i'm a firm believer you know that why why does that matter i, I think you know, happiness really drives success rather than success driving happiness um that is uh you know covered in detail in one of my favorite books i just i've read it uh, for probably the third time a few weeks ago called the happiness advantage um and you know how that translates into bg is that i i firmly believe consulting engineers are wired to find happiness uh, in the success of helping other people solve real-world problems. And um, with the, you know, the speed of innovation evolution we've, we've talked about here today um, in our industry, tomorrow's problems are absolutely not the same as today's. So it's really inherent uh, on the folks that are in the trenches solving those problems today, are our, our, our client and project-facing engineers, um, to, who see those problems most clearly. Um, as well as, you know, our accounts and our commissioning agents and our, you know, our BIM experts, I think giving them plenty of autonomy uh, to evolve their own jobs, their own careers in that endless endeavor to be helpful and more valuable uh, to the success of other people and solving other people's problems with them, for them. Uh, I think that's where, you know, that, that, that continuous pursuit of happiness happens. Um, and again, it's a little aspirational perhaps, but but uh, you know, trying to really maintain, create, and maintain that environment where 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 people really can continue to reconstruct or reinvent their careers in that endless endeavor towards helping other people solve their problems, and and that's you know I, I spend a whole lot of, of mental space and mental time, um, you know, chewing on that on that nut, uh, and again, while it's kind of aspirational, um, you know, I I I, I would. Hope that's something that our that our clients uh, see. Uh, they feel that they experience that when they work with our teams. Uh, that our staff are really are really invested in in helping them solve their problems, uh, and are are thinking about really about tomorrow's problems. And they're you know they're feeling more successful. They're feeling happy as a result of that. I think that translates that that translates through the engineering work we do. Um, and again, I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, kind of the outside world, the inside world inside BG feels that. And I, I'm hopeful that the outside world feels that as well indirectly. Um, but uh, that's something that, that's kind of happening behind, behind the curtain. You know, it's maybe, it's maybe subtle, uh, but uh, that's, what, uh, that's what comes to mind with that question.
0: That's actually, uh, you, you brought up a, a good point there, though. I, I wanted to, to, to kind of come back to and just touch on real quickly is uh, the the idea that a lot of the stuff that you're working on and and working with our staff internally and that sort of thing is, is really developing a culture inside BG so that our clients see the results, so that our projects see the results and that sort of thing. And uh, uh, to, to me, I think that's, that's really important. It's a mantra that I've always had that, uh, you know, that taking a little bit different approach on it, of don't, don't, don't make your problems, someone else's problems, but that just taking a different approach to that is like, make our, you know, make our successes. And again, that happiness that you're, you're talking about making that happiness, uh, bear good results for, uh, for, for the people and the projects that we work with. Good stuff. Well, cool. I think that's all the time that we've got today uh, for this particular episode. Um, thanks for coming on, Dan. Uh, really appreciate your time. Uh, glad you could share a lot of great information with, uh, across a couple of different uh, a couple of different topics there. Um, anything that uh, Anything that comes to mind that you want to plug here before we call it a day?
1: Um, well, I, I guess uh, I'll, I'll I'll turn that thank you back around you, Eric. We're, we're here today because of because of your great great vision towards. Um, you know, creating this Building Matters podcast plat- platform, um, and I, you know, you are uh, you're an inspiration to me, um, and and kind of reinforcing that last topic of uh, kind of reinventing car- careers within BG Building Works here. Uh, that uh, you know, you you, you you've you got a you know certainly a drive um, to uh, to to do some new new things, including getting this podcast going, and I love that. I love your. You set, you set such a great model towards that, with that idea of, of uh, you know, of, of seeing an opportunity, exercising a passion and, and, uh, and you know, and, and turning that into uh, helping other people solve, solve problems. And while that may be a little, a little indirect through this podcast here, I'm really excited where this could go uh, and uh, really appreciate you getting it off the ground for us. And,
0: and thanks for letting me be guest number one. Well, thank you. Um, and, and I promise to all of our listeners out there, this is not intended to be a puff piece for me or anything like that uh, or for BG Building Works in general. I uh, hope you guys, uh, we're going to continue to bring uh, more solid content uh, out there for uh, for folks in the AEC industry to listen to um, across a number of different topics that I think are relevant on a number of different levels. Um, and with that, our next, uh, our next episode, we're planning on having uh, touching – Touching in on, the, uh, on, on COVID and coronavirus, uh, various topics surrounding that, the impacts that it's having on the construction industry in a more detailed fashion, and some of the recommendations and suggestions that are out there right now to, uh, to take a look at our, at our built, constructed environment and, and how we can, uh, we can help mitigate or uh, help address those COVID concerns uh, in those environments. So with that, uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning into uh, Building Matters this week. We hope you, we hope you enjoyed our content. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can send us an email at buildingmatters at bgbuildingworks.com or visit our website at www.bgbuildingworks.com. And we will talk to you on the next episode of Building Matters.